If someone was about to die and they wanted to speak to you beforehand, would you listen? Why would you listen? And if you would listen, would you be attentive? Would you be anxiously engaged in the message that they were trying to give you? Why is that? Here is where we meet King Charles I of England. It's a remarkable story and a remarkable speech. Um, We're going all the way back to 1649 on the 30th of January. And it's quite a backstory, but King Charles had um, essentially been at loggerheads with Parliament. Um, He'd ruled without them for over a decade and had all sorts of difficulties with them to the point where it became there was civil war that broke out. And as a result of that civil war, and many uh, there was much conflict, and eventually it got to the point where he was sentenced to death. Uh, He was caught, he lost, and was sentenced to die. And he was allowed to say, afforded a few words prior to his death. Now, before he he went to um, to be killed, he was able to meet with his family, which was a tearful affair. Um, and here we have the final messages um, of the king. So, without further ado, I shall. I shall be very little heard of anybody here. Indeed, I could hold my peace very well, if I did not think that holding my peace would make some men think that I did submit to the guilt, as well as to the punishment. But I think it is my duty to God first, and to my country, for to clear myself both as an honest man, and a good king, and a good Christian. I shall begin first with my innocency. In troth, I think it not very needful for me to insist upon this, for all the world knows that I never did begin a war with the two houses of Parliament, and I call God to witness, to whom I must shortly make an account, that I never did intend, for to encroach upon the privileges they began upon me. It is the militia they began upon, they confessed that the militia was mine, but they thought it fit for to have it from me. God forbid that I should be so ill a Christian as not to say that God's judgments are just upon me. Many times he does pay justice by an unjust sentence. That is ordinary. I will only say this, that an unjust sentence that I suffer to take effect is punished now by an unjust unjust sentence upon me. That is, so far I have said, to show you that I am an innocent man. Now, for to show you that I am a good Christian, I hope there is a good man that will bear me witness. For I have forgiven all the world, and even those in particular that have been the chief causes of my death. Who they are, God knows. I do not desire to know. I pray God forgive them. But this is not all. My charity must go farther. I wish that they may repent. For indeed they have committed a great sin in that particular. I pray God with St. Stephen that this be not laid to their charge. Nay, not only so, but that they may take the right way to the peace of the kingdom. 
For my charity commands me not only to forgive particular men, but my charity commands me to endeavour to the last gasp, the peace of the kingdom. I just, just want to cut here quickly on this speech because it's quite remarkable, really. I mean, um, I mean, whatever you believe, you can see here the power of faith. Uh, faith is an incredible, powerful ally that you can have in your corner. Um, if you want to perform in the face of extreme difficulty, you want to be able to um, uh, deal with trauma and, and everything that comes along with it and anxiety. I mean, this guy is on, the, everything's come crashing down. And imagine the build-up to the scene, let alone the scene itself. And here he is speaking and giving a speech in a fine manner. Um, and he does it with that faith. And then he, not only that, but he forgives people while he's about to be punished. And, and I also think, uh, I mean, you, you consider that the opposite of faith is fear. So have faith in something. Have faith in yourself. Have faith in a cause, your God, or whatever it is. But that faith is a true power. On top of this, I think when conveying a message, um, it's the unexpected that hits the hardest. And I just wonder here on this point, I wonder how surprising it was to those who heard it um, to, to hear the revered king exclaim that he forgave those who ordered his death. It's the hits you don't see coming that hurt the most. And I, when you're speaking... Um, it's the unexpected that has great impact. Um, an interesting little moment there. I'll carry on with the, uh, with the speech. <clears throat> For the people, and truly I desire their liberty and freedom as much as anybody whomsoever, but I must tell you that their liberty and their freedom consists in having of government those laws by which their life and their goods may be most their own. It is not for having share in government, sir, that is nothing pertaining to them. A subject and a sovereign are clean different things, and therefore, until they do that, I mean, that you do put the people in that liberty, as I say, certainly they will never enjoy themselves. Sirs, it was for this that now I am come here. If I would have given way to an arbitrary way, for to have all laws changed according to the power of the sword, I needed not to have come here. And therefore I tell you, and I pray God it be not laid to your charge, that I am the martyr of the people. In troth, sirs, I shall not hold you much longer, for I will only say thus to you, that in truth I could have desired some little time longer, because I would have put then that I have said in a little more order, and a little better digested than I have done, and therefore I hope you will excuse me. I have delivered my conscience. I pray God that you do take the, those courses that are best for the good of the kingdom and your own salvations. In troth, sirs, my conscience in religion, I think, is very well known to all the world, and therefore I declare before you all that I die a Christian according to the profession of the Church of England, as I found it left me by my father, and this honest man, I think, will witness it. I have a good cause and a gracious God on my side. I go from a corruptible to an incorruptible crown, where no disturbance can be, no disturbance in the world. 
and um, and speech. I mean, you know, <laughs> it's an amazing thing, isn't it? I just I find it humbling. Here we are, you know, all these centuries later. I I wonder if when he said these words, if King Charles would have known that his words will be read by us all these centuries later via this technology all around the world. Isn't that a wonderful and somber thought? How far-reaching um, words can really be? How far-reaching our own words can be? Maybe not to the whole world, but to our ancestry or to those we care about. But who knows how far? Maybe to the world. Um there are certainly a lot of lessons here in this talk uh, that he gives, this impassioned speech. Again, and like the last speech, it's the context and the stage that's set that helps make this power, that launches the speech. And if you have a man or a woman um, that you know has limited time and they are wanting to share with you a message, because they have context of life, because they're about to lose their life, they narrow in on the things that really matter. And I think in this speech, he's tried to convey a message that he stated his case. He said, you know, like if we want to, if you want to have, you know, freedom and sovereignty, you know, you need order and you need, um, um, in his case, he felt they needed a monarchy uh, amongst other things. But, um, you know, he talks about uh, being true to his cause and, um, and trying to follow his beliefs. Um, he talks about forgiveness. Gee, there's just so much in here, and I really thoroughly enjoyed studying him. Uh, there's the whole other side to the story, of course, those who put him there, and their speeches too. Um, but I'm just grateful to have his words. Apparently, when he um, when the axe came down on, on his head, when the executioner chopped off his head, there was a gasp all through the crowd, and those who were there said that there was a it was a noise that they hoped that they would never hear, they'd never heard before, nor that they hoped to hear ever again, as the the crowd um, reacted to that scene. I mean, it was their their king, um, and here they are seeing um, him now be executed. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this. I certainly did. I um, I look forward to reading some more things with you shortly. And until then, um, have a great week. Bye.